the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. Make more money. And what we're going to focus on today is how do you build your repeat and referral business? So for those of you that are new, um, that weren't early for the call, Josh asked on the call to put into the chat box, what percentage of your business is coming from repeat and referral? And I noticed, and then there's a couple of 60s and 70s. And I, you know, I want to ask you, are you getting at least 50% of your business from referrals and repeat sales. So I know that we've got plumbing, we've got HVAC, we even have a carpet cleaner. I saw that, a carpet cleaner. That's how I started. Um, that's how I started in the home improvement business. Well, on my own was, um, was in the carpet cleaning business. Everything we're going to talk about here applies to whatever type of home services that you're in. Um, but Look, in the, if you're not getting at least half of your business, you know, the higher, the better, 60 and 70% is much better, um, then uh, you are, you're, you're definitely missing out. And a couple of the things you want to think about here is um, not only for profitability's sake, but also for long-term health. You know, times are good right now. Business is good. People are spending money. And what we want to do during times that are good is we want to make sure that we create a good foundation for our business. So when things do eventually turn, as we know they always will, we're prepared and we're the, the, the company that survives. Now, this is not doom and gloom talk. This is totally opportunity talk. And so... Um, with that said, uh, let's kind of jump into it. So are you getting at least 50% of your business from repeat and referral? If not, there are some leaks in your business. So we can look at um, what are some of those leaks and how do we, how do we fix them? So, it, you know, why the focus on repeat and referral business? First off, repeat and referral business lowers your advertising costs. It increases sales conversion. So those of you, if you're, if you're meeting with somebody that's already done business with you or they were referred by somebody else, your sales conversion rate is going to be much, much higher. In some cases, two times better. Um, your customers are actually out marketing and selling for you. You'll make more money per customer. And you have, you develop an asset um, that has long-term sustainable um, uh, sustainability and, of course, equity value. You know, we've all got to think about not only in our business in terms of how much money does it make for us today, how much money is it going to make for us later, but also what is that business worth? You know, what, what, what if you want to sell your business in a couple years or 10 years? What if you want to retire? The more of your business that's coming from your relationships with your customers, the more valuable your business is. It's more profitable, but it also is more valuable when we talk about equity, all right? So ultimately, this is about helping you make a lot more money. 
Now, um, I'm not going to go into my whole long, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, biography of who I am. I think the important thing for you guys to know is, you know, I've owned five home improvement company, most of them in home services. Um, in 2000, I, I sold those the the last of those companies in 2007 and 2008. And in 2009, I started a company called G4 Marketing because what I found was the part that I was really good at was the was the business development and the marketing side of it. And what I discovered also was that both from my own experience and my experience with doing consulting work was that a lot of people had issues with the back end of the business, meaning once we get a customer, how do we keep that customer and how do we multiply that customer? So we actually created a program um, to solve that problem. And we've been doing it now for, for nine years. And uh, anyway, so that's my, my background. Um, Josh, do I need to say anything else about that? No, I think I think your 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 background speaks for itself, and the results that that other plumbing HVAC SEO clients have gotten um, is tremendous. Cool. All right. So, look, I'm you know first and foremost, I'm a marketer, and that was the that was the thing that I was always really good at in my companies. This is a shot of of uh, the the last home improvement company I had was called Handyman Network, and um, we actually had over a hundred guys working for us. Um, at one time, we had, we had ourselves, we had three offices, and then I actually franchised that concept around the country. And a lot of the stuff that I learned and that I do now, I've actually done it myself. And I think this is kind of the most important thing um, for, for you to know. Now, one of the things that I have done, like probably a lot of you have done, is that I have wasted a lot of money on advertising, lead generation, and marketing. And so um, what I want to do is I want to help you uh, get more effective with your marketing and obviously help you make more money. Now, part of the reason why I love plumbing, HVAC, any home service business is because it's a relatively simple business to market, meaning People have a problem. I have a leak. My air conditioning's out. Um, my carpets are dirty. Whatever the problem is, we need to solve that problem now, okay? And so as a marketer, you, you basically have got three things to do here. Now, one is be where they are looking for a solution. Now, nobody does this better in your space than Josh and Plumbing and HVAC SEO, so if you are, you have to be today on the internet. This is what's going to bring in your new new customers. Um, of course, there's other things that that people do, but you have to be where people are looking for a solution. So um, you know the number one thing is internet, and then you know there's the whole host of other things that people need to do in their markets in order for people to know, hey. This is what we do. This is the problem that we solve, and this is how to get a hold of us. That's number one. Number two is you've got to provide a customer an experience that your customers are going to want to go and talk about. They want to go and share it with other people. They want to um, 
tell a story about the experience that they had with you. Your job is to give them that story, right? So back when we were doing, you know, my company's, um, the, let's just take the handyman business. By the way, I was in the carpet cleaning business. I was in the bathroom finishing business. I was in the, the, the handyman business. And in those businesses, the one thing, you know, going back 15 years, shit, almost even 20 years, um, we used to use shoe covers, you know, booties to go into the house. Now, I know most of you probably do it, but if you don't, you know, it's, that's one of those things where it's, you know, somebody wrote in the chat box, they provide an A-plus client experience. You, that's what you want to do. You, wanna, um, you want to provide a world-class experience. You want to show people respect. You want to show them that, hey, we are your um, professional solution and we are your friend in the business. And by the way, in order for them to um, uh, talk to you and tell your story, again, you got to give them a good story to tell. Um, and then number three is do everything you can to nurture and protect, protect that customer. We'll talk more about all of these things uh, later. So they keep coming back to you and then they send their friends and their family and their neighbors. Okay. So that's mar That's how you market a home services company. All right. Now marketing your business is really all about, and this is, this is, this is me, you know, to me, it's about, it's everything that you do to create customers, which is what you should be doing with Josh. Josh is, Josh is the guy that's going to help you create new customers. Then your job becomes, how do I keep those customers? And then how do I multiply those customers? How do I keep them coming back? And then how do I multiply them through referrals? Customer is the business. This is the business. We're in the customer business. You know, you ask, you know, Josh and I do a lot of speaking. And a lot of times, you know, I've stopped asking this question because I'm tired of hearing the answer. But you ask the question in a room full of plumbing and HVAC company, well, what business are you in? And somebody, you know, they'll raise their hand and say, well, I'm a plumber. Well, no. If you're in business, you're in the business of creating, creating, keeping, and multiplying customers. What you happen to sell is, is almost secondary, all right? That's just the product or service that you sell. What you really do is you're a sales and marketing organization that provides plumbing, HVAC, carpet cleaning, electrical, whatever services. When you think about it that way, it'll completely change your business. This is what happened to me. When I first got into the business, oh, I'm in the carpet cleaning business. I'm in the carpet dyeing business. I restore carpet. Well, guess what? Then I got into understanding that the real path to, to, to wealth and profit in this business is understanding that this is all about the, the customer. It's about creating, keeping, multiplying customers. And I just happened to sell carpet services. I applied the same thing when I, when I started in the bathroom finishing business, same thing when I applied, uh, when I started the handyman business, it was all about the customer, right? So are you doing all of you, all you can to maximize the profit you get from each and every customer, right? See, you've got to be thinking about 
making the sale, that initial sale, to get the customer. See, the customer is what has value, not the sale. You, you want to get that customer so, because that's what has the value. You don't want to get a customer just to make a sale, okay? Now, the difference here is transactional thinking versus relationship thinking. And look, I have been guilty of this. Even though I knew better, I was in, in our handyman business, we were doing, I don't know, hundreds of jobs a month. I'm looking at the bank account and I'm saying, look at all the money we're putting in the bank every day. Well, guess what? That's thinking transactionally. What I wasn't thinking about was what is each of, and I knew better, okay? I knew better, but I still ignored it. What I wasn't thinking about is what are these relationships worth over time, okay? So that gets us into talking about what I call relationship marketing. How do we get into relationship marketing? So that we get more repeat business, so we get more referrals, so we make more money, so we get more online reviews, and we've got customers that stay with us for years and years and years and wouldn't dream of using anybody else except us, okay? So like I said, I've been guilty of this. So when I first started the, let's say the handyman business, I actually started that business because of the relationships that I had with the customers in my previous businesses. The first, the first three months of that business was all doing work for customers I had in a completely different business. See where I, you know, this is where the value of a customer is important. And so the first few months, man, we did an amazing job. We did an amazing job of staying in touch with customers, of saying thank you. We did a newsletter. And then guess what? Something happened. We started to get really, really busy. I started to place ads and I get all these phone calls. And guess what went by the wayside? That those communications that kept us sticky with our customers. Now, it was sporadic. It was here and there. It was here and there until finally, a few years into it, my wife, Addie, comes into the business. She's all the way over here. Man, we were a lot younger than Josh. Look at that. That was like, <laughs> that was like 10 or 12 years ago. It's like my little brother now. <laughs> um, Addie still looks the same, though. She hasn't changed at all. She looks exactly the same. You guys um, look great just in case she's watching. Um, so anyway, Addie comes in and, you know, we're, she, she's looking at this and she's saying, oh, wait a minute, you're telling all your franchisees that you have to stay in touch with the customer and you got to do this and we're providing them with all of these tools. And, but our repeat and referral in our location was like, I'm embarrassed to say it now. I, I'm embarrassed, period. But I could say it now because it's been so long, but it was at 15%. Can you imagine in a home service business at 15% because I was damn good at making that phone ring. So she said, look, you know, we're spending a lot of money to get customers. What are we doing to um, keep the ones that we have and get them to spend more money? So she came in and she basically tripled our results. We went from 15% to over 50% in a relatively short period of time. What did she help us do? She helped design a better customer experience. She said thank you, but she said thank you in the right way. We got customer feedback, we stayed in touch, and then ultimately, we started to spend more money and time and resources on our past and current customers, and it really changed the business. 
So let me talk real quickly about some of these some of these things, and then we can talk about specific solutions and what those look like. So we want to look at our customer experience. So today, today we can't get away with stuff that we could get away with five years ago or 10 years ago. Today, there's this little thing called Google reviews, okay, online reviews. Our customers will go and tell the whole world about their experience with us. And so what we want to make sure that we do, not only because it's good, for, it's good for the business and it's good for the customer, but we want to make sure that we're delivering a world-class experience, not only now because of, you know, uh, repeat referral business, but also because it could really hurt us online. And I know a lot of your clients, and this is one of the things I like about working with your clients, Josh, is that there's a lot of proof online, meaning proof as far as reviews, um, because of the systems that you use that show the world, hey, look, this is a good company to work with, right? So customer experience is really important. And, and what I always suggest you do when looking at your business's customer experience is have you ever played prospect? Have you ever played customer? So if you have a bigger company, um, you could send somebody to your house, and kind of see how the process works. If you have a smaller company, use a friend. Have them play prospect. Listen to the phone calls. You know, look and see what the customer experienced once your tech showed up. What was that experience like for your friend or for your family member? You have to know this is not something that you can ignore. By the way, we did this in our company. And I'll tell you, sometimes it's painful. It's horrible the way that your people mess up. But the only way that you can fix it, the only way that you can deliver your, your customer, this world-class customer experience, is by knowing that this is what's going on. And then by designing an experience that people are just going to love. By the way, in our, in our company, the entire customer experience was choreographed and scripted, okay? And so what we taught our technicians was not how to be a better uh, handyman. What we taught them was how to be good in the house, how to deliver an, a good customer experience, all right? Number two is how do you say thank you? How do you say thank you? So on the chat, um, I noticed that there's somebody answered that question with, they do happy calls. Where is that? Um, anyway, they'll do happy calls. Give it a bio uh, for you. Yeah. And um, anyway, but happy, that's happy great. Calls and, happy calls and thank you notes is what. Um, that's, that's fantastic. That's great. You know, but it's got to be consistent. And it's got to be with everybody. So even if somebody, so let's say that I'm a new customer. I come in today. You send me, after the, the service is done, you call me, make sure everything's okay. You send me out a thank you card. Great. Let's say that I come back again three months from now and I do something. You got to send me another thank you card, right? Ideally, someone, a card that says thank you again, okay? Email. If you can do personal visits, this is one thing that Addie, I mean, obviously she couldn't see everybody, but she actually went out and did 
personal visits and she met with people and she brought a gift. Personal visit. Okay. Oops, I went backwards. Okay. So that's thank you. All right. So then customer feedback, of course, you know, everybody knows I, I, I don't even have to go through this very much. How do you get customer feedback? How do you get reviews online? Uh, I, the one thing I'll say about that is whatever technology you have and all of that, that's all great. But the underlying factor in whether or not you're going to get reviews was how good was your experience? Who leaves reviews generally? Two groups of people. Either they were really, 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 really happy with your services or they were really, really, really pissed or unhappy, right? So what we want to do is obviously create more of those people that are so happy that they just want to go and tell other people about how you did for them. Critical component. How do you keep in touch? How do you keep in touch? So, this is, this is one of those things that most companies don't do well. And a lot of companies don't think that they need it. You know, so some of the companies, you know, if you're at 60 and 70% of your business coming from repeat referral, congratulations, great. But here's what I'll tell you from experience. If you are not staying in touch with your customers, you are missing out on a ton of business, a ton of business because if you can get your customer, I, I, you know, we do this whole thing about the, it's, it's a different webinar, but, or a different training, but we, we talk about and figure out what is your average lifetime value of a customer, right? And how do you increase the average lifetime value of a customer? Well, you get them to buy more and you get them to buy more frequently, you know, so whenever I'm working with a plumbing, HVAC, any home services company, those are the things I'm most focused on is how do I get them to buy more frequently? Meaning if they bought today, how do I get them to come right back and buy again? Especially, by the way, if they're new. So if they're a new customer that you've gotten from, you know, uh, internet working with, with uh, Plumber SEO or it's through any of your other efforts, you've got a new customer, here's what you want to do. You know, you've, you've, you've got the customer experience down, they've given you feedback, they've given you review, here's your job now. Get them to come back for the second sale as quickly as possible, okay? Then what? Once you get the second sale, you want to get them back for the third as quickly as possible. And then when you get them back for the third, you want to get them for the fourth as quickly as possible. Here's why I say one, two, three, four. Because if you get them four times, you get them four times, and you treat them right, they're never going to use anybody else again, right? If they use you once, okay, and you let them go, let them go. Still do your thank you note, do your happy call, but you don't communicate with them and you don't stay in touch with them. There's a good chance that the next time, the next time they need service, they may not remember who you are. And if they are online, right, and your competition is working with Josh, guess what? They're going to show up number one in a search result and they're going to get the business and you're not. Okay. So this is, you have to be painfully aware of this. One of the things that used to 
I mean, just especially after we made all of these changes and I saw the results, I had all of these franchisees and the conversations that used to infuriate me. And Josh knows I'm just, I'm as even as, as it gets. I don't get really upset. I don't get really, but the thing that pissed me off to no end was when I would be on the phone with a franchisee and they're pissing and moaning about how they're not making enough money. And I would ask them, well, what have you done to stay in touch? We gave them all of these tools. We developed the whole suite of tools to keep in touch with their customers. And they would say to me some version of, Brian, we don't need to spend our money on that. They know who we are and they know if they need us again, they'll call us. And I'd want to take the phone and like throw it across the room. I was so upset because that's not true at all. Okay. And it's very naive and arrogant thinking. Okay. So, so Brian, you- there's a question here. If I can interject with a quick question. Yeah. So the question is, I love the idea of, getting that one customer to repeat again as quickly as possible. Um, and I understand how that applies for a, a retail store, right? You can like, okay, you bought this shoe, buy these socks, you know, tomorrow. How, do you have any applications for plumbing and HVAC, which is more demand related? Uh, like they've got a problem immediately to resolve. Can I show you that in a minute when I give examples of what we do for our clients? Perfect. So hang in there. Hang in there, guys. We're going to get an answer to that. I think it's a pretty cool question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that gets me into, so, and look, how do you keep in touch? So I believe in a multi-prong approach. I don't, multi-channel, multi-prong. I don't believe in doing any one thing. I, you know, direct mail on its own, eh. email on its own, phone on its own. No, I believe you bring them all together and you have them all, okay? Everybody's different. Some people like getting mail. Some people like getting email. Some people like the phone, on and on. I don't want to take any chances. You don't get rich in this business by, by doing anything by accident, okay? So I, I don't want to take anything for granted. I don't want to do anything by accident. So let me give you a sense now of, so those are the basic components. And, and look, I'm going to show you what we do for our clients. We don't work with everybody, but take what I'm showing you as examples of, of what, you can, what you can do, all right, with, with um, some of your stuff. So um, this is, you know, essentially what we do for our clients is we basically take on this whole thing for them, Okay. So let's talk, number one is show your appreciation to your customers. So the first thing that you want to do, and this is a sample of a thank you that we put together for a client, but let me show you on, um, can they see this okay, Josh, or is it really small? Can I make myself bigger? If you stop sharing the screen, they'll be able to see you full size. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, if I pause share. Well, no, uh, just go stop sharing screen. Okay, stop share. There you go. Okay, now I'm big. Now you're full size. Okay, so job is done for your customer, right? You're going to send out a thank you. You're going to do something. Here's what we do, okay? This goes directly to how do you get them to come back a second time? So first off, we use what we call 
our grandma envelope. Now, this one is not, uh, does not have a, a stamp on it, but it would come with a live first class stamp. You see how it's addressed? Okay, it looks like grandma is sending you something. Okay, the most thank you notes I would imagine that plumbers do are handwritten. They're done like that, which is great. All right, now, when we open this up, there's a card inside. Okay, we say we're grateful to have you as a customer. And then inside, you'll notice that we put a gift card back to the company. Okay, we use a real plastic gift card, embossed numbers like a credit card. And basically, we say, as a token of our appreciation and commitment, here's a special family and friends gift card worth 25 bucks. You can use it towards your next uh, plumbing uh, uh, services or your company's name services or give it to a friend, neighbor, or family member to use for their project, okay? So you're giving them something. You're giving them an incentive to come back and buy from you again. And we see very, very good redemption on these cards. Now, so let's say that, okay, we got them back. They came again. Well, look at this. Look at what they get. They get thank you again. And when they open it up, what's inside? Another gift card, right? So that gift card goes with the thank you again. So it's about getting them to come back, to come back, to come back. Uh, so that's part of it. You know, that's how, that's how you start that. Now, one of the other things that we do, Josh, you know about this, is we actually do big thank you boxes too, okay? So this box, imagine, so a lot of, a lot of your clients and a lot of my clients sell big ticket items. So if, you're, if you've got somebody that's spending 10 grand with you, five grand with you, that's a lot of money. Send them something, send them a gift, say thank you. If you don't have the money in, your, in, in, the, in the budget, add it to the damn job. You know, it's all about the customer experience. People will pay more every day for a better customer experience all day long. Yeah. Add it to the job, right? These are, so great, these are great examples, Brian. I love, I love seeing the, um, the real world examples. And you kind of answered that question, which was how do you get them to come back and do something again? Right. And a big part of that too, Josh, is be memorable, right? Don't just be the plumbing company that came and went. Be, be a memorable company so that they don't forget you because if you let them, they will forget about you. Yeah. So like, so this is, you know, cool package. Look, you're the most important person in our business. Thank you. You haven't even seen this. This is the new box. You haven't it's even really seen nice. it. I like it. So, um, and then inside, you see the bubble wrap in there. Look what's in there. There is a jar of cookies. Mm. You know, this is from for Dream Home Remodeling. But you know, thank you. We appreciate you. And then there's a thank you card in the box. And guess what's in there? In the thank you card. Gift card. Another another gift card. Right, another gift card. So there's the cookies and there's a gift card. So this is a great, this would be a great thing to, to send um, a plumbing HVAC companies for a new installation, uh, for a, like an I, uh, I, indoor air quality system installed maybe, uh, for a new water heater. But they, they was a large transaction value, so you give them a little bit more than just thank you, Dylan. Right. Awesome. And the question is, guys, if your customer received that after buying 
let's say a new HVAC system with you uh, from you, do you think they're more likely to have a wow experience and refer you to somebody else? I actually want to see comments in the in the comments box on that. If you sent a thank you card like that, a thank you basket, um, do you think you'd get more referrals and create more of a wow experience? And then I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking. Go back to you, Brian. Yeah, no. That's a great question. Um, because what we find is yes. And by the way, and let's say that you didn't do a great job, right? And now somebody gets this gift from you and this heartfelt thank you, like you went out of your way to say thank you, will you now get a chance to make it right? And we see that a lot too with clients is, yeah, look, this is home improvement. It's easy to mess up. It's easy to piss somebody off. We don't mean to do it, but it happens. And a lot of times we don't, we don't know about it because they just paid and said, just get out of my house. But then if something like this shows up, now it gives us the opportunity to save that customer and to keep them. Yeah, so there's comments coming in now. Um, Jonathan says, absolutely, it's a fantastic idea. Deb says, absolutely. Peter says, I like it. We used to send flowers. Uh, so that's a great example of a high touch. Uh, Daniela says, where would you get a box like that? I really love the packaging. And um, another comment is, yes, I really like it. That makes a lot of sense. There's only one place to get that box. <laughs> one. All right. So, um, all right. And then step two is follow up mailers. Okay. So I'll talk about email in a minute, but I'm a huge believer also in direct mail. And direct mail works. Direct mail works. You want to stay in touch. I'm just giving a couple examples of things that we do for our clients. But like this is a giant oversized postcard. Okay. And, uh, and what we do in this is we, we make a special offer, obviously. Um, but what I always like to do is, so if you're a plumbing, this happens to be a plumbing company, um, you could do the same thing with, with HVAC is, so somebody's used you for service, well, you want to promote them, in, or, or not promote, but you want to uh, move them into more high ticket stuff. And so with, with this company, I said, well, what's your number one high ticket item? Bathroom remodeling. Great. Let's put that right there, big, right on the, on the page. What are your other high-ticket items? And so these are the things that we put on the card. The other side of the card is like a little newsletter. Because for me, nothing is better, regardless of the business that you're in. But look, Josh and I are in marketing services, okay? He's an internet marketing company. I'm a, 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 a relationship marketing company. Guess what? We both have newsletters, print newsletters, right? There is nothing better, whether you're B2B or B2C. So a lot of, a lot of people ask me, well, what do I do with my, my contract? You know, if, they're, if, they are, if they do a lot of commercial work, well, what do we do with them? How do we stay in touch with them? A newsletter, right? A homeowner, newsletter, nothing works better. And the more of them you do, the more money you will make. The problem is, there's a couple problems. One is most people don't want to pay for it. Number two is some people don't think they need it. Again, that's false. Uh, number three is a lot of people look at this and say, oh my God, that's so much work. How are we going to get that done? So we had that same issue. 
once we realized the power of the newsletter, what we used to do is we actually used to buy a template and then we used to customize it. But that customization took Addie, by the time she customized it, put the list together and mailed it out, that was still two or three days of work. And so, you know, for us, you know, one of the things that we do for our clients is we put together a killer newsletter for them. This is an example of one of the newsletters um, that we put together. But the thing is with newsletters and communications, you don't want to make it all about you and about the services that you provide. So like you'll notice in ours, we do a recipe, uh, we do an inspiring article, um, we'll do a, um, uh, like a gadget or tech something. Um, we, we use movie trivia to get people engaged with it. We'll use a, an insert in the newsletter, like, like this one here, to promote other products and services. Okay? So there's really no better way to stay in touch with people than with a company newsletter, okay? I love um, it. Just to, just to kind of chime in, Brian, because people are putting comments that I want them to be unseen. Yeah. So Danielle, uh, Danielle wrote in, uh, we started leaving a simple coupon book and booklet with our customers and have had more immediate repeat business than they've ever had before. So it just kind of sinks home the fact that if you leave something behind that's physical and tangible, it's going to generate a return on investment. And then uh, Diego over on Facebook, so I wanted to acknowledge you, Diego, thanks for joining us on this Facebook Live feed as well. He says, the question is, how many owners will spend the time and money to do these simple things that have such a big impact? Well, some, but that's why we have a business. Yes. We do it for hundreds of companies around the country just because. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work to do all of this stuff. Yeah. By the way, did you say we're on Facebook Live? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never been on Facebook Live. Sure you have. No, I haven't. Never. You're broadcasting live on Facebook. You're broadcasting live on Facebook, huh? So if I said something like, I hate Facebook, are the Facebook police going to show up? Our, our, uh, our edge rank will drop immediately. Oh, will it? How many people are on Facebook Live? Uh, we've got, well, it looks like we've got like 10, 10 or so on Facebook Live. Wow, Really? That's awesome. Hi, Facebook Live people. Thanks for, thanks for being here. I don't like Facebook. I like you. I just, just to be clear, you know. Um, One last okay. thing, and I'll, I'll let you keep going. This is awesome. But um, Eric, as it relates to, um, to the newsletters, he's asking, what's the, what kind of frequency you recommend? Is it monthly, quarterly, annually? So in home services, we used to do it monthly. Um, Currently, for our clients, we do, I'm going to show it to you in a second, but we do a monthly email newsletter, and we do a physical print newsletter quarterly, January, April, July, and October. But I, for home services, I recommend monthly. There's no better way to get in touch. And then the last thing here, too, is, uh, well, the next thing I should say is um, having a referral program having a formal referral program. So this is kind of, this is what ours looks like. Um, we promote the referral program in everything we do, whether it's an email uh, newsletter or a print newsletter. We run a contest every quarter just so that we could show up um, and say, hey, remember us? 
hey, we're a referable company. Hey, if you don't have business for us, who can you refer us to? Because if we don't constantly be reminding people about who we are and what we do and that we're referable and that we appreciate referrals, they're going to forget. And that's why a lot of companies don't get the referrals that they should be getting is because people just, they just forget. And it's not that they're bad people and it's not that they're disloyal. They're busy. You know, they've got families, they've got a boss, they've got a job, they've got bills, they've got uh, soccer and taking the kids here and take, and, you know, they have lives. And so it's not their job to remember us. It's our job to make sure they never forget us and the services that we provide, the solutions we provide, and how to get a hold of us. Okay? So that's the referral program. And then finally, um, email marketing. You know, I'm a big believer in email marketing. Um, not on its own, though. So, you know, we do a series of, for our clients, we do a series of emails. We actually take two tracks. One is a more personal track, you know, something like this. Hey, you know, hey, Josh, I'm just checking in. Want to make sure everything is okay. And then we actually do an email newsletter monthly as well. Um, it's called, you know, same name, the Happy Home Gazette as the print newsletter. Um, and, you know, the contents are not all about plumbing. People don't care. And it's not all loaded up with offers. So there's always an offer but it's not loaded up only with offers. That's one of the things that a lot of people do is they make their newsletters all about the next offer. Well, it's like calling people all the time. You know, I have a lot of clients that have phone rooms and I'll ask them, well, how do you stay in touch with your customers? And, we, and they say, oh, we call them. And I'm like, oh, you call them. What do you talk about when you call them? And what do they talk about? They talk about, oh, hey, it's uh, Brian from uh, Brian's Plumbing Company. Uh, it's time for you to give us more money. And what other conversation are you going to have? So that, people don't want you to call them and have that conversation. Same thing with email. You know, same thing with print. So you've got to have other stuff. You've got to provide other value to them. That's why we put the recipes in there. We'll put a family-oriented article. We'll put an inspiring article. We'll put quotes. And then, of course, we promote the referral program. And, of course, there are offers in there. Can you put so that one slide real quick, Brian? Just uh, real quick. This one? Yeah. So he says email marketing. And I know most of you guys think, oh, like, yeah, we do email marketing, right? We send out an email newsletter. If I'm reading this right, this is 17 emails that have been pre-thought out coming from the owner after the service call. Just kind of touch base emails. Like, yeah. This slide is, is email marketing on steroids. And, um, you know, for the clients that, that are plugged into this platform, um, they get replies every single day from people that they didn't send an email, but the customer's writing back. Oh, yeah, thanks for touching base. You know, you guys did a great job. Or, oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm thinking about remodeling my bath, and I'm glad you contacted me. Like, are you here? Like, I know I hear it from my clients that this is the experience. Um, the response rates on these emails – is the, 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 the it's, I, I, I'm not going to say it's, it's multiples of the response rate on the newsletter, multiples, you know, we have clients in common and they, they tell me all the time, these are the emails that people are responding to because we, we strategically made these look like I just sat at the computer, Brian from Brian's plumbing company. I just sat at my computer and wrote you a message. Like I would, like I would to a friend. Yeah. 
And I would say this is a massive competitive advantage that most plumbing and HVAC companies don't tap into is that nobody takes the time to write out an email sequence like this. Um, and so for those that do, they just stand out head and shoulders uh, against the competition. Yeah. That's a great example. Thanks for sharing. I thought that was, that was cool. And you kind of went past it quick. So I was like, wait, show that one again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I have clients that just, that is the heartbeat of their business. I, I have a guy, I have a guy that you'd never be able to get on the phone. He runs a huge company, like a $40 million company. And um, he does our program because of those emails. That, and this is, this is one of the smartest guys in the business. And he does our program because that gives him a heartbeat, the heartbeat of his business. That gives him, this is, this is his main communication and how he knows what's going on with his customers. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Nice. Can we ask a quick question? Danielle had a question. Um, yep. And that's, how do you get the customer to sign up for the email? Uh, we used to ask for the email address, but then we sent them emails with how-tos or coupons, and a lot of people opted out or sent back not-so-nice responses. Like, how do you address that? Okay. So there's two questions there. One is, how do you get them to, to um, sign up? Well, first off, you're not getting anybody to sign up for an email. What you have to do is you make it part of your intake. So you, just like you're asking for a phone number, you're asking for an email address because that's how you communicate with them. That's number one. No one's going to sign up and opt in to a plumber's uh, mailing list or email list. I mean, very rare if they would, number one. The second part of the question is why are they opting out? Well, they're opting out because you didn't start the relationship off the right way. So if you go back and we look at how these emails are structured, they're structured in a way to start a relationship. Um, when you're, and I, and I don't know what you're doing. You may be doing it all right, and you are just getting opt-outs, which happens. But for the most part, frequency matters and messaging matters and how um, how you start the relationship because of the way that we start that email communication, our opt out rates are actually very, very low and our open rates are very high considering, you know, the industry averages Josh for open rates to what email open rate, maybe 20% or less. 20% or less. Yeah, it's even lower than that in most cases, but ours are, are, are much higher than that. Um, so it, that's, you know, and, and I can, I'm happy to, uh, it, with anybody, if you want to call me and tell me specifically what you're doing and get some advice, um, you know, I'm more than happy to, to answer any questions. So, um, so as far as how it's done, Josh, I kind of laid out how we do it. Um, I guess, you know, the one, you know, if, if anybody's interested, let me just give a, a quick plug for G4. Um, if anybody's interested in having us do this for you, um, we'd be happy to talk to you. Um, the way that it works is really easy. So you complete every week, there's, you have completed projects. You either can send us the name address, email address of all of your customers on an Excel spreadsheet, 
and we put them into our system and all of this stuff happens automatically for you. Or to make it even easier for those of you using Service Titan, we can just go in there and grab it for you. Uh, we work with, with some clients where which Service Titan's great to work with. So we can just go in and eat. So you won't even have to do anything. Everything's pre-written. Everything is done. We do the gifts. We do the email marketing. We do newsletters. We do all of that stuff for you. So um, you can either, I'll give you contact information at the, at the end. Um, or you could just, I guess, go in the chat box and put in your name and phone number and we'll call you. So anything else, Josh? I'm, I'm looking at the clock, Josh. We've got like eight minutes, so I wanted to make sure that I that I wrapped up on time because you know I could keep going. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I'd like to hear back from you guys in comments. If if so, if you knew a thank you card went out to every customer after the service call, a series of fifteen or sixteen emails, soft touch emails went out after every service call. Um, a newsletter was going out every month, and your high-ticket sales got a, a nice, impressive thank you box of some sort. Would you generate more repeat or referral business? That's that's the simple question. Um, I actually want to hear from you guys in comments. If that was actually being done on a consistent basis, would you generate more business? I'm pausing. Absol John, this is absolutely. I'm getting a bunch of happy faces, a couple frowny faces on, <laughs> on Facebook live. Um, frown faces? One frown face. Somebody didn't like maybe, maybe the way that it showed up in their Facebook feed or something. But, um, all right. So Jonathan says, absolutely. I'd like to hear more of you guys tell me, obviously this is a no brainer, right? Um, you do this on a consistent basis. You generate more repeat and referral business. And then the next question is what's preventing you from getting it done? Um, you know, Brian and I have done this, you know, this similar webinar for the last three years, you'd say probably, Brian? I think so, yeah. We've now rolled it out for, you know, lots of plumbing and HVAC companies throughout the country. And um, usually everybody that sees it says, yeah, we need to send thank you notes. We need to send thank yous. We need to show appreciation. We need to leverage email. And then they think, how much is it going to cost? And then can I do it myself, right? And if I'm stealing your thunder, please tell me. But uh, they think, I'm going to do it myself, right? So they figure out they're going to have a gal in the corner that's going to handwrite the thank you notes. And there's going to be, um, you know, someone in the office, the dispatcher is going to type the emails. And, um, and it's just going to get done. It's not going to cost anything. And what happens is I circle back to those folks and say, how's that going? Are you generating the repeat and referral business that you should? Because you implemented this and always, they didn't get around to, to, to sending the emails. Uh, they just got too busy to have the gal write, handwrite all of those thank you notes. Um, and it never got executed, never got implemented. So what Brian has developed is a complete turnkey option for this. Yes, it costs money, but the return on investment more than pays for the cost. And it's done at world-class level. Literally, every customer gets a thank you note in the mail. Quarterly, they get a, a, a newsletter in the mail. In some cases, if you sign up for it, they get a thank you basket or an appreciation gift. And I look at my clients that use this. I look at their service titan. I look at their overall revenues. I look at the growth of their company. And the companies that execute this are getting a great return on investment because they're investing in an area of their company that most people don't. 
and that's their existing customer base. If you've already got 50 and 60% re repeat referral business, if you just did this, that number would be even greater and you'd continue to see exponential growth in your company. So um, I'll get off my soapbox, but no. get this done correctly and watch your company grow. So you know what's interesting, Josh, about, uh, you know, you mentioned the companies that are 50, 60, 70%. And, you know, a lot of them I saw in the, in the comment box is, you know, they do these things. They say thank you. They keep in touch with their customers. They're, these are the things that you have to do. There's another way. There's no magic to it. This is the strategy. This is the formula. It's a matter of execution. And what's always interesting when it comes to the money is that, and, and I thought this too. Look, I'm not, I'm not innocent here, you know, but. If you're getting 50% of your business from repeat and referral, and you ask people, how much are you spent, how much of your marketing budget are you spending on this area of your business? They'll say, well, not much. And I say, so you're spending 100% of your marketing budget to bring in 40% of your business. And when you do the math on that, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm spending all of this money so I can bring in a new customer and yet I'm not maximizing the value of that customer. That does not make sense. And people wonder, well, why is it hard for me to make leads? Why are leads so expensive? And, you know, why are we not as busy as we should be? And this is all a, a, a result of just transactional thinking. Well, and if I get them, uh, I'll just do more marketing. I'll just do more internet marketing. I'll just do more pay-per-click. I'll just, you know, it's like, yes, you have to do that. Don't ever stop, but take a little bit of your budget. Take something that's not performing well and reallocate that money and say, I got to develop my customers. And look, I don't care if you do it with me. I, I hope, and I can work with some of you, some of you I can't work with, but you don't have to do it with me. Just do it, you know, but don't think, oh, I'm going to do this and then say, well, I'm going to save a few bucks and I'm going to do it myself because it doesn't get done. Josh, you're right. It doesn't get done. People tell me that all the time. Oh, well, we're going to do it ourselves. Okay. You come back a month later. What'd you do? Oh, uh, we haven't got to it yet. Well, of course not. You know, you got too many other things to do. Yeah. And then the other yeah. thing too, just one last thing to think about here is, when you're thinking about like sending a gift to somebody, a customer, well, people will say, well, I can't spend that kind of money. I'm just going to have somebody do it in, in the office. We're going to send a $20 gift. Well, a $20 gift is not a $20 gift. It's got to be touched by human hands. Somebody's got to put postage on it. Somebody's got to know who to send it to. Somebody's got, you know, so there's time and effort and money that goes, that goes behind it. So um, anyway, I, I'm just reinforcing what, what you were just saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, great, great stuff, a great clean model, right, guys? Whether you use Brian or you do it yourself, if you do this, you're going to get better results in your company. Um, anything else you want to cover before we, we wrap up, Brian? No, I think that's, uh, that's it. Uh, you, know, you know, too, Josh, um, I'm happy to, if anybody wants a copy of either um, how to double your profits 
um, because it's, you know, because they're, they're your people, it's your webinar, or this report that I wrote called the fastest, easiest, most profitable way to double the income of your plumbing business. Um, just let me know and I'm happy to uh, get those out to you guys as well. Just let me know. Awesome. So if you guys put in comments box, if you'd like to have Brian and or somebody from his team reach out to you, post in comments, I'd, I'd like to talk with Brian about this. Or you could reach out to him on your own. Uh, his number's up on the screen. I put it in the chat box. And um, you know, definitely, definitely take advantage. Cool. Thanks, Josh. Awesome. Great stuff, Brian. Thank you guys for joining us live. Really appreciate your rapt attention. Really appreciate the live engagement. And uh, we'll get a uh, another session like this on the schedule sometime soon. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Josh. See you later.